I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. A triathlon-ish podcast. Grab your sock hats, fill your decanter. Friday's here. It's time for some banter. Try tips, life chat from two feisty pros, zoomies, arm hair, ebbs, and flows. Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. Hey, feisty folks. Jamila here, the Feisty Team Community Innovator. In June of 2020, we launched the Feisty Team to help you all stay feisty no matter what the year threw your way. Over the last six months, we've come together as a team to try and make the world a feistier place and connect with other like-minded friends in triathlon and endurance sports. We meet every month and bring in experts that can help us on the path to building feistiness in ourselves and others and create meaningful change in our sport and community. The monthly subscription is only $22 and you'll get monthly feisty huddles and webinars with expert guests. Big sponsor discounts, swag, and monthly prizes. Challenges to stay motivated. A community of feisty, like-minded friends. Plus, we are adding new initiatives all the time, like our new book club and virtual workouts. Go to feistyteam.com to join us and become a part of the feistiest team in endurance sports so we can crush 2021 together. That is feistyteam.com. Hi, Sarah. Sarah, you're back. I'm back. I missed you. I know. I was so lonely last week. Actually, it turns out I could just ramble. You did an amazing job. <laughs> like Catherine and I were like howling with laughter on the way to the airport on Friday morning. And we're like, how fun also to like, to wait, to not know what's happening on my own podcast. And I wake, I'm like, oh, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how Sarah amused the masses today. <laughs> it's, it's more you and Catherine amused me so much that, you know, I just, I just had to have a very long response, but I was quite surprised how much I, I was feeling like talking. I did have to take a nap afterwards though. <laughs> that was it. The 19 minute response to us was like, that's it. I need that to was sleep. everything I had. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. So it looks like you are out of your hotel quarantine. I am. And mm-hmm. back home. Yeah, I am. I um okay, wait, before we go there, I have I have a do you know oh. anything about geese? Uh I'm going to pretend and say absolutely okay. I'm a goose expert. You're my you are my goose expert that I'm coming to because Okay. Okay, this is like during my hotel quarantine, we were allowed out. <laughs> it was like yard time, right? We were allowed out for like 30 minutes at a time. You had to book a slot and they would come up and escort you down outside of the hotel. And I I know you can ask questions later. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> you guys should see Sarah's face. Um, anyway, and then um, I'm outside and I see like this in the middle. It's like an, it's an airport. Like I'm in an airport hotel. So there's nothing but like runways and concrete and like I don't know industrial buildings and airplanes for miles in every direction and then there's like this puddle that's obviously been there for a really long time because a puddle on concrete um and then there's like one random goose who seems to have like who seems to consider this puddle their home um and I'm like 
Hmm. Lost goose. Like, there's no other geese. Like, was it was it a Canada goose? It was a Canada goose. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not so, used to seeing them solo, and also mm-hmm. feels like maybe that's not where they should be living. <laughs> well, so this is actually something I can answer. Yes. You get you get uh so the mo- majority of Canada geese mm-hmm. uh they are migratory. Mm-hmm. And that's when you see the V formation and you know they're big flocks of friends. Mm-hmm. But then you get resident geese. And resident geese just kind of find a place that they like and they hang out there for even years on end. Really? So that might be an airport resident goose. Even yeah. like solo? Yeah, yeah, you know, just doing, the, they're the introverts of the goose world, I guess. <laughs> I <think. laughs> like, I'm totally cool. I'm cool here by myself. He didn't, I mean, he didn't seem distressed, to be fair. Yeah. I was distressed on his behalf. But like, or her behalf, I didn't check. But like, yeah. like I just imagine geese to be like flying Social? with their friends in in v formations like you said and so i was a little bit sad for this goose mm-hmm. well uh, amazing amazing i could kind of give you a slightly informed answer if not i just completely bs my way through it <laughs> i'm quite pleased with your answer yeah okay let's take a break and cu- talk more about quarantine afterwards Ooh, yes yeah, please. let's do that so that we can keep our like intro to under four minutes like whoa like podcast goals. i know um okay after the break we're going to talk more about quarantine um the legacy initiative that i launched an unsolicited advice chart especially for sarah a voicemail regarding introverts and sarah has some has uh some tips she wants from our listeners after this and our regular listeners will know that if we were riding and all things feisty is proudly partnered with orca sportswear for 15 percent off all items on orca.com please use the code livefeisty15 and that includes the wetsuits so good deals all around okay sarah i i'm so curious what your airport hotel quarantine was like Okay, so I think I didn't expect I didn't expect it to be so much like jail. Like I, I think that was like okay. quite shocking to me, having lived in a free country my entire life, um, and not like not really ever having that kind of um, government imposed those that level of government imposed restrictions. Um, so essentially, like if you fly out of fly back into Canada, you have to um, quarantine for three days in a hotel and then eleven more days at home right at Hmm. your port of entry so like when I in order to clear customs I had to show that I had booked and paid for one of the like I don't know five or so government hotels that were like in this program right so I couldn't even enter the country without having paid um, quite a lot of money actually (laughs) to stay for these three days yeah and then like you're when you come off the plane there's nowhere to go like in the international whatever you call it area (laughs) arrivals area there's nowhere to go except to go to the COVID test right so in order to get in order to get on the plane I have to be I have to test negative for COVID and in order to get off the plane I have to not off the plane but in order to get out of the airport I have to take another test um and then I went to the hotel and like I couldn't go to the normal check-in I had to go to this other check-in like 
in the basement. And then they took me up to my room, like in a secret elevator <laughs> and that my card didn't work in the elevator. Well, they told me that my card didn't work in the elevator. I never tested it. Um, and in order to like, we got like 30 minutes of yard time. Um, so in order to go outside, I had to like call down and be like, Hey, can I go outside now? And someone would come and escort me down. Um, and then the cool, the like, like it wasn't that bad, honestly. Like it was like fun to be in a hotel. I talked to lots of people. I got lots of work done. Like on online, I mean, I talked to lots of people, and like the whole experience was kind of fun. But like, there's in the back of your mind, you're like, I'm stuck here, right? And like, it's actually like a very weird. I had a very strange fear come up. Like, I'm I'm not really an anxious person, but like, as you're being escort like escorted into this room and you know you're kind of like going to be locked in there for three days it's a very weird experience like where I had this moment of like uh like I didn't want to go in and like mm. they and then they like left me and went down and like the first thing I did was like leave the room again and go up and down the hall <laughs> and like <laughs> and like check out all the places like to see if I had access to like the stairwell like I was just like because you're like what if the hotel's on fire how am I going to get out of here like I need there <laughs> Make sure that you aren't, you know, there is an exit strategy. Just Yeah, like I'm okay. not used to, like, it's just like a weird, it was just a strange thing for me, honestly, just like have this moment of like, okay, like you have to kind of trust that mm. it's going to be okay. Like, and of course it is, but yeah. Anyway, so quarantine. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, uh, Ben got drug tested, I think a week ago, and... Yeah. Uh, Robert, the drug tester, he's been, he's been testing Ben for a while. So. You know him? Yeah. <laughs> Robert, oh, yeah, yeah. Robert I get Danielle, over. Robert, you know, test Ben. Um, so he, he will test UFC fighters. And I guess there was one from New Zealand who said that he went back home over the holidays and had to do the two weeks mandatory. In the hotel? Uh, qu- it, well... So basically, like he showed photos to Robert, and he's like, "Yeah, it's it was essentially a cinder block, like a block cement block room, with no TV, nothing. It was just bare bones. Like it really looked like prison." He said, "What the no yeah. TV? Did yeah, he have the, did he have Wi Fi? I don't think. So. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Robert was exaggerating, but he's like, it, it, it was not like a cushy hotel." By any stretch of the imagination, yeah. Oh wow, yeah. I was in a cushy hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like it you don't have access. Nice. You was nice, yeah. You don't have access to the yeah. gym or anything. Like you're not going swimming, <laughs> laying by the pool. But like the food was was good. So did did they bring the food up to you? Yeah, and very quickly. And I had gluten free options. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. So you 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 there was a menu. You weren't forced to eat yeah. whatever they gave you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. I, I kind of knew like when I was choosing, like I chose a Marriott out of the, like I chose like a brand hotel that I knew was probably going to have decent food. Yeah. Um, so. So you're not saying it was a vacation, but yeah, it, it wasn't terrible. Yeah. It's like this, it's like a weird, there's like a strange juxtaposition there of two things that I felt mm. about it. Like one is that like, it was pretty cool to just have like three days to myself, you know, um, and to have your food all delivered and you don't have to worry about anything or think about anything else, especially like as a parent too, like, cause I rarely get that kind of time. Um, and then there's just like this sub level, this low level thing hanging out all the time. That's like, 
you're trapped in here. You can't go anywhere. <laughs> this is just mildly scary. So <laughs> that's a little tension there. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Now you're you're back in your condo for eleven more days or eleven days after that. So I don't know how many days you have. Yeah. Left. So I'm technically on day six. Like I finished day six. Okay. Yeah. Next Thursday at midnight. So eight days from now. Not mm-hmm. that you're counting. What happens? <laughs> If you get caught scooting around town in your pink car <laughs> okay, and so somebody calls the feds on you. The feds. And, like, <laughs> and the COVID police come and they're like, you broke quarantine. Yeah. So like the, what they are, what do you call it? It's like a threat. Like the threat level is like, they're like, it could be like six months imprisonment. I think some of the fines were up to like $2 million, but like. No one's got those fines. No one's been imprisoned, as, as far as I know, right? I think they've, they have handed out, like, two and $3,000 fines um, to people for uh, breaking quarantine protocol. I, someone told me today that in New Brunswick, um, which is a maritime province on the other side, there, like, people were set, being sent to, like, a quarantine facility if they got caught, <laughs> which maybe is the cinder block thing. Yeah. Like the cinder block thing in uh, New Zealand. But, like... It's it's the threat of it. It's like the fact that you're reading a thing, like you're like you have to check a box, right? Like <laughs> under under threat of of jail time. Like, do you have these symptoms? Have you booked the hotel? Is like you're answering all these questions about who else is like going to be coming and going from your place or like anything like that. It's yeah, it's a little much, honestly. It's yeah, like that's wild. especially like, and I've I've made this point a few times for anyone who knows me, but like. You know, like they asked, you know, like we're being asked to trust science, certain science, right? And then it's like, you know, I got, when I got vaccinated, they're like, in two weeks, you'll be 90% vaccinated. So I've had one, I've had half, half a vaccination. Apparently I'm 90% vaccinated and I have three negative COVID tests in the last nine days. Like the chances of me having COVID are pretty much zero. Like... So it, it like the, like logic doesn't follow. That's what makes it the that's what makes it the hardest for me because I tend to be like a logical person. And it's yeah. like when we had to stay home in the spring because like we were trying to stop the spread and like actually like not concerned about me getting COVID, but because we're like trying to um, protect like elderly populations and stuff like that. Like I'm like logic that makes sense to me. Like I can stay home and make the best of it because of that. But this doesn't make sense to me. So well, we we also. We, I, I'm not an infectious disease specialist, but <laughs> I mean, they knew so little about COVID that I think everybody was like, okay, let's just stay at home. And because we don't know how it's transmitted, we're let the scientists do their thing, figure everything out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it seems a little extreme, you know, mm-hmm. down, down South here in the U S <laughs> well, uh, we're, we're a bit more relaxed with the, the COVID regulations. Well, I was in, I, I, you know, to be fair, the week before I'm like in Phoenix doing yeah. jello shots in a bar as mentioned last week. So like, right. It's right. just, it's uh, the contrast is quite stark. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, we're living I, it up. <laughs> it was good for me to see that environment too, where you're to, where you choose whether, like where you're choosing whether to wear a mask. Cause like some establishments mm. in Arizona were still asking folks to, but it wasn't mandatory, um, for the, for the entire state. So, um, but you know, I would still wear a mask if I went into Starbucks to buy, I was fine yeah. with the jello shots, but, <laughs> but if I went to Starbucks, <laughs> I was careful. 
<laughs> like I said, I love logic. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. As long as you recognize it, you know. <laughs> there's, a, there's some flaws in my thinking. Nor, but let's be honest, like, jello shots do impair logic pretty easily. <laughs> it's been a while, but that's that's my experience with it. So this is this is a totally random aside, uh, but I think it's kind of funny. So I got emailed about doing, um, like, a marketing campaign. Uh, and I, I don't know the details. Like, sometimes these things just come out of the blue, and it's like, oh, for you know, 50% off. Can you do a post? Oh yeah. No. Um, yeah, that's sort of Instagram things that are like collab DM me. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know any of the details, but it was, um, for a summer ale, Mm -hmm. uh, like targeted towards active people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, um, so I'm pregnant. (laughs) Pretty sure, pretty sure trying to sell alcohol, at the, you know, would be frowned upon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that, yeah, kind of related to jello shots. Oh, I just that, think- that reminds me, like, my friend, um, my friend Julie, she's become, like, a TikTok celebrity. <laughs> um, and she got this message, like, her dad passed away recently, and she got, like, this... Mm form message from like a company that clearly was like they had like a I don't know you call it like a a standardized way that they sent people messages when they were trying to ask if they could have a partnership right do a partnership Mm. of some kind like this like will you you know the the kind of request you got yeah and and the form was like hi blank you know I see that recently blank (laughs) you know um would you like this and then the and then the offer right so that they whoever's doing it is like paying attention to their social picks something and picks it so this person had been like hi julie i'm sorry to hear about the recent passing of your father (laughs) would you like to i was like what the fuck and to her credit she like like she just like went ahead and like posted it like exposed them (laughs) yeah that's bad yeah that's really bad yeah Mm -hmm. oh man oh I don't know what we do at this. We, we kind of reached a juncture where we probably should move on. A nice <laughs> seamless transition to our seamless next topic. Time to go. <laughs> um, the, okay, the unsolicited advice chart that we got a few weeks oh, ago, yeah. we forgot to talk about. I really wanted to talk about it because I wanted to see whether you felt like, maybe I'll read through some of the advice and you can tell me if you think this is good advice like for your... Yeah, we can um, also link it in our show notes so people can read it. Okay. It's, it's pretty funny. So this is from Canadian Cycling Magazine. <laughs> and it's about... The headline is funny. Oh, wait. That's, a flowchart to explain the line between being helpful and patronizing. So that's Excellent. what you were asking, right? For sure. A few weeks ago? Yeah. Okay, so that you were asking about swimming, but I feel like this is helpful so the first question of the thing it's funny it's like do you know this cyclist (laughs) and if the answer is no the next question is do they have a mechanical if the answer is no it's keep your advice to yourself (laughs) sounds about right and if they do have a mechanical it's like did they say i'm good when you asked if they needed help if yes keep your advice to yourself (laughs) and then like have they asked you for advice in the past Right? That would be a yes, I guess. Um, do your tips involve weight loss or buying expensive gear? <laughs> <laughs> I 
if the cyclist is a woman, would you give the same advice to a male cyclist? Mm. I feel like that's a good rule. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and are you in the middle of a hard, of a climb or hard effort? Um, so I thought like, I felt like this was pretty good. And then yeah. a lot of them just led back to keep your advice to yourself. <laughs> right. Which is kind of my instinct, mm-hmm. but I, I, it is so tempting sometimes. <laughs> it's so tempting. I, I haven't yet, you know, that, that siren song of unsolicited advice. I, I haven't re- yet succumbed to it, but I think give me 10 years and I'm going to be the annoying person at the pool being like, I, excuse me. <laughs> As you age and you start to care less about like oh, wh- totally. how other people totally. perceive you, you'll be like yeah. in there with the unsolicited advice. Yeah. Although yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like, I still think sometimes, so I can think of examples where like sometimes you don't know the expertise of the folks in the room. Right? Like, so if Mm. I'm ever doing, like, let's say I'm doing a talk. Let's say I'm giving a talk about something and someone is like a public speaking expert, right? Like, if that person came up to me, it depends on the delivery afterwards. It was like, hey, Mm. like, these are the things that are, and like, you know, there's a way of delivering information, right? Like, these are the things that are really great about your public speaking. But like, I have a, I have these qualifications in this, like, and could I offer you some advice? And I'd be like, hells yes. Like, Please tell me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's the asking if you can give advice. Right. Rather than just like Darren, that, you know, the poor athletes on the bike path. Oh, yeah. Just sitting on their wheel and barking at them as they're like commuting to work commuting. about their knee position or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about the Darren story. That's great. That's great. Have I ever oh, told? Darren. Okay, can I just like this is like random, but have I ever told the Darren story on this podcast of him flying off the treadmill? <laughs> Tell anyway. Did you know this one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you told it last year, but I love yeah, it. It's my favorite. <laughs> Also, because it's like the double header of like, so like, I think like him and like Katrina Morrison, remember Katrina? This is how I know the story. Yeah. It's like, sorry, listeners for the repeat on this, but I love this story. And so <laughs> they were like, they got like, they missed their flight because Darren, he always had to go to the airport at the last second. But like, if we had ever missed our flights and not shown up to camp, he would have just been like, you're not coming. Stay at home go away like he would have been so harsh with us but they like they missed their flight because he refused to kind of get there on time and then um they went into like so they were like you know in London or wherever Gatwick wherever Gatwick is outside of London for the day and uh and they go into a gym and Darren talks his way in by saying I'm the national team coach for triathlon and they have like a man the gym has like a mandatory like show and tell kind of thing where they have to show you how to use the equipment and he's like, no, he talks his way out of this thing. This is Katrina Morrison and all of her accolades. I'm the national coach, all of this. And then he's doing this like treadmill session. I think he was, to his credit, he was training for a marathon and he ran like, he ran something like 236 or something. Like he ran some like, like that guy was like shockingly fast, talented. Yeah. yeah for like, yeah. For, sometimes for like very little effort, whatever. So he's doing like yeah. fast intervals on the, um, in the treadmill, but anyway, he like I guess he like fell off the 
on the back of the treadmill. <laughs> so it just goes to show, I don't know why that came up anyway. Oh, Darren, right. my favorite story. And then, of course, Katrina showed back, like they got back to camp finally. And Katrina's like, you guys, you'll never guess what happened. So. <laughs> oh, Darren. <laughs> okay, so there's that story. So- I'll, I'll tell that story again next year, so. Just so, oh, yeah, just so no one forgets. It's yeah. great. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> okay, we did have a voicemail. Ooh. Shall we shall we listen to that right now? Let's go for it. Okay. Hey Sarah, this is Erin from Denver, and I had some thoughts for you on Sarah's question about if triathletes tend to be more introverted or not. I would say that in my younger years, I was probably more of an extrovert, uh, but lately as I get older, I'm finding myself to be more and more of an introvert. Uh, I have noticed one thing um, going into my final peak block for Ironman Coeur d'Alene, and this training this year has been very different in that it's been pretty much all solo and isolated compared to years past. Um, My master's team has evaporated, so I'm swimming by myself. I usually run by myself just because it's easier to maintain paces and intervals that way. And cycling is really just a challenge. It's always hard to find people that you're compatible with for speed, uh, vibe, ability, that kind of thing, Um, but then you add in an early season Ironman, and I just, I'm struggling to find anybody to train with. Uh, It was just Memorial Day weekend here in the States, and so it was my peak weekend all by myself. I did Saturday 100 miles solo century ride, and then I ran 21 miles by myself on Sunday, and then Monday to top it off, I swam 4,200 and then did a two and a half hour trainer ride in my basement because it was raining. Um, really hard, but also I guess okay in that I'm doing it all on my own terms. I'm taking everything under my own destiny and control. Uh, and I know it's going to make me really, really mentally strong come race day. Uh, I'm really excited to race Coeur d'Alene. This will be my fifth one. And I really think that all of this solo time is just going to enhance the race experience. And I'm just going to be so excited to be around people and racing and, and all of that, that it's going to really make it a special time. I was just wondering what other thoughts were in the feisty world on if they're having a harder time finding training partners or if they're finding that they're doing everything by themselves or if they've fallen back in their own habits. I hope you guys are doing well. Thanks. Bye. Man, it it sounds like you're getting some really good training in. Um, I do think that solo training for Ironman is really important because you have to know your own body you have to kind of go through the mental processes of being able to stay focused, stay on top of things, being able to read your own body for hours on end. Because once you're out there racing, it's it's basically a time trial for the most part. Like you have you have to be okay with your own thoughts and your own effort. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sounds like you're getting the work done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think- even though it's by yourself. Yeah, you have to, being able to push yourself when you're by yourself is a skill. It's really hard, but Mm -hmm. when it comes to race day, it's really, it's it's for Ironman. I think, you know, doing short course, because it was so reactive, it didn't really matter as much. Mm -hmm. But for for the long distance racing, it's super important. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, Okay, well, thanks, Aaron, for the voicemail. 
Um, have other yeah. listeners, okay, here's the something. Send us more voicemails. Has yeah. your training changed? Did your training change over COVID? Like, are people fit right now? I'm, I'm actually kind of curious. Someone did a poll in, um, in, in a Facebook group that I'm in about whether folks had been training more or less during COVID, hmm. and most of them said more. And I think, like, that's really interesting to me that um, – that just like shows the cross section, like the demographic that we're in, right? Like, so, like most people hmm. financially probably were weathering COVID okay, and therefore were able to train more either because they were just working from home or because like if if one person in a relationship say was like wasn't working anymore or something, they were still like making ends meet and could continue on, mm. you know. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. That probably shows something about triathlon and the demographic it um, represents. Um, so yeah, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with COVID, but I have not been training more. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been training more either. You'll be shocked to learn. And I'm not yeah. even pregnant. So <laughs> that's my excuse. Oh, I do have a goal though. Oh, I'm going to put it out to the world. Okay. My Ooh. goal, my quarantine goal is yeah. to like come out fitter than I went in. Oh, I, I do think that, uh, you know, the Instagram poll you did where people wanted you to just meditate all day. <laughs> yeah. What like, was that? That, that wasn't going to move you closer to that goal. I mean, your brain would get a great exercise, you know, get really good workout in, but, uh, what I thought what was shocking to me was that like when I did the, when I did the poll about whether people would prefer to meditate for 72 hours or do a hundred burpees, yeah. they chose like they chose the meditation. It was right. close, but like they chose a, like fifty six percent of people are speaking. I'm like you are. You know how hard it is to sit still for three days. Like yeah. that's it. I mean, I know it's just a joke. Like I guess because it's my joke, so I know we're all making a joke. But still, I like you'd rather sit still for three days than do a hundred burpees. Like okay. Well, a hundred burpees just doesn't take that long. No. Like even even if you're really slow with it. Yeah, you just pace and you yourself. Take breaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, some people some people recommended I jump on the bed, which I never did do, but I did intend to. But I got some work done instead. <laughs> instead of jumping on the bed. I prioritized, prioritized work and making TikToks. So Maybe if you had been there for day number four. Day number four would have pushed you over the edge to the bed yeah. jumping, for sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, plus those hotels, they have such nice, like, comfy-looking uh, duvets on them. Mm-hmm. Where you don't really want to get your feet all over it. That's true. Know. It was like the sheets yeah. were nice. Like it was like it was a nice yeah. enough hotel. Like I was I was yeah. comfortable. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. You weren't you weren't you weren't struggling. You just No, I wasn't struggling. Yeah. I may have exaggerated my struggling for comedy value on Instagram. Oh and, and we all appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, when it comes down to it, you were still stuck in a hotel yeah. room for three days. Totally. Which is not not optimal. Totally. And I did try to climb up on the cupboard to see if I could, like, take a photo of myself p- doing a plank on top of the, like, the giant, you know, the wardrobe. Yeah. Um, but I was worried about it, like, coming away from the wall and f- crashing down. Like, I was just like, oh. I don't want to be, or I don't want to, like, go through the top of it or something. Like, yeah. Into, like, I just felt like I was risking a little much trying to get up there. So I stopped. I think, I think you would have been fine. Mm-hmm. it's probably a but, solid unit like it looked like it but like once I was yeah. actually doing it like I actually I was up there and I was like I don't know 
maybe this maybe this would be the stupidest story ever. Like I fell off the wardrobe that collapsed when I was climbing but, it during my quarantine. <laughs> Sarah, just imagine the TikTok views. Imagine. <laughs> just imagine. I would go viral. Just For sure. Broken arm, but went viral. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Okay, let's take another break and then we'll um, get your tip that you're looking for. Yeah. Every day there seems to be a new wellness trend like eat this, do this, avoid those scary things. And how do we know where to start and who to trust? Inside Tracker cuts through the noise by analyzing your blood, DNA, lifestyle, and fitness trackers. This provides you with a personalized, science-based, trackable action plan on how to live, age, and perform better. Inside Tracker is simpler, cheaper, and more convenient than traditional blood tests, and includes tests that we need as athletes but aren't traditionally included, like ferritin and vitamin D. My favorite part is that they don't just give you the data, they provide you with nutrition and lifestyle tips to take action. So, for a limited time, Inside Tracker is offering our If We Were Riding listeners 25% off their entire store. So, just go to insidetracker.com forward slash riding. That's insidetracker.com forward slash riding, as in if we were. Change is an inside job. Start inside. All right, listeners, I need some tips. Some solicited advice. Solicited advice. Excellent. The best kind. Uh, So Olympic trials for uh, track and field are this month. And Ben is heading out to Oregon. And it's going to be, he's going to be there for like two weeks. Because he's running the 10K and hopefully two rounds of the 5K. Uh, I, we're kind of on the fence whether or not I would go. If I go, it's only for the first few days. Because then we're getting into kind of risky pregnancy time oh, like you might go uh, into labor well like yeah my my doctor's like yeah you know a few days would be fine but you don't want to be there for two weeks because you don't want to be delivering on the plane or right. and he has Oregon. to run the 5k twice like two rounds yeah so uh trials and finals okay mm-hmm. okay yeah that's a lot of but racing in a short time isn't it? it it is but uh it's spaced out with like multiple days in between okay so it's not it's not too bad, uh, but it does mean he's there for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So my solicited advice or tips is, if I'm here, so I will be here no matter what. It's just a question of how long. Good ways to support somebody for an athletic event from afar, where you know, like I've put a card in his bag before, and like I'll text and things like that. But just I don't know something sweet that makes makes your your loved one feel special um because honestly i have i have pregnancy brain and i can't come up with anything you know that's good Mm -hmm. but if anybody's done anything like that for their partner or for you know their kids or whatever and it's gone over well i don't have that creativity right now so good question yeah i'm not real good at that (laughs) to tell you (laughs) um my the first question that came to my head though is um like does he ha- does he have foods that he likes like recovery foods or something you could do like a food package or have that delivered? So no- normally I'll do I'll like throw some food into his carry on or his bag mostly because he doesn't do such a good job with that and then 
like complains after a long flight that he was hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, for that long, he'll have to get his own food. <laughs> but yeah, maybe maybe like a bagel delivery or something. Mm-hmm. Like for my birthday, when we were here during the the um, Women's Performance Summit, during mm-hmm. the virtual summit, um, they had, Ellen and Lindsay had like a box of gluten-free stuff like delivered for my birthday. Oh, That was good. That's so cute. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, I can eat it. Like, again, like I'm not, because I'm not the person who... Like, always likes to give, or always can think of things to give like that. I also, right. like, I have the equal and opposite of, like, if you forget my birthday, I'm fine. Like, you're never going to yeah, hear about too. it. I'm going to forget about it, too. Like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, like, and it's like, oh, something useful I could eat? Right. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> well, that's, the problem is that's where my mind, like, I'm, I'm very practical. So we don't really do presents, but it's like, oh, yeah, you know, make sure you're fed. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. So, like, I don't know if there's if there's something kind of kind of sweet I can do. I'm I'm not really one for sweetness, but I'll try it. I'll I try like, it out. I appreciated it too. Like when I was in quarantine, like Jamie Facetimed me like several times per day. Oh, yeah, and I liked cute. it. Well, and I Facetimed him too. <laughs> to be yeah. fair. <laughs> But, like, I liked it. And then we'd have, like, conversations. It was like somebody was there having a meal with you. Or, like, yeah. I, I just really appreciated that. Like, the level of check-in, you know? Yeah. Um. Sometimes I like that. Or if I've, in the past, I've liked that, too. Like, if I'm away from home, you know? I tend to, like, try to connect more with people. Because I'm, like, with my people, you know? Yeah. I don't know if Ben's like that, but. Well, it just devolves to, like, me sending him photos of the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, and vice versa. If I'm gone, it's just a l- whole bunch of dog photos you get, or I, dog stories. Are you a couple that like channels your love through the dog? Like, I think so. <laughs> I ask if he's eating and sleeping, and then I send photos of the dog. That's awesome. It's like your baby. Yeah. Well, he's just kind of funny. He's a funny dog. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, listeners. Please send tips my way because I'm not very creative with this sort of lovey-dovey stuff. Um, But yeah, have an excellent week and we will talk to you next week. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.